to another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode 62. This will be part two of my conversation with Lawrence Francis, who is the host and founder of Interpreting Wine. So we continue our discussion about his podcast and we kind of focus a bit more on what the future has in store for Interpreting Wine and what what does it look like for future series and where he's going to take the, take the show from here. So um, it's kind of funny, when we first met back in 2018, him and I were kind of on the same path. We're trying to find the same kind of guests, roughly, you know, very similar guests. And I would find out that he had someone that I was trying to get. And I was like, oh, you know. And uh, when we met back in 2018 in, in London, and he uh, he was gracious enough to, to interview me. And um, we were kind of on the same path. And then he just took off. And, you know, I, I uh, did take my foot off the throttle a little bit and kind of, went back to maybe you know one podcast a month and and he went full throttle from there uh but we kind of joked because it, it was almost like a friendly rivalry back then and i don't it's kind of inside inside gossip because I don't, I don't know if he even knows this or not but um i kind of now think of him as a bit of a mentor and uh i've come to him with um you know with some podcasting uh questions or, or podcasting tips and stuff and uh just to see how he gets his sound and, and how he does his his show and stuff and we've kept in touch through the years and uh been uh been a, a great source uh, for the last few years and uh it's funny there's another guy like that as well here's another inside tip for you there's a guy for for you non-bc listeners which by the way thank you uh for you non-bc listeners there's a guy named terry david mulligan and terry david mulligan was back in the day was a bit of a radio personality a bit of a tv personality he basically did what would be the vancouver equivalent of uh mtv so kind of the video video dj or whatever they call it and uh so then he started a wine podcast a few years ago and among other you know he had great guests on and stuff and he's, he's got a great conversational style and i've actually chatted with him uh, over you know here and there and he's given me some tips and stuff as well and uh, I remember meeting him for one of the first times and it was again another kind of friendly rivalry which he didn't know about and there was a guy I was interviewing named Michael Mosney from the winemakers cut and I was up in Kelowna for the Garage East North Wine Festival so this was a couple years ago and Michael Mosley was telling me about how he had been on Terry David Mulligan's show. And so I kind of shook my fist and I was like, Mulligan. And funny enough, of course, we were at this vineyards, the Sperling Vineyards. Um, and there's some picnic tables kicking about. And uh, there's a few people kind of milling about. And a few of us who were interviewing people were on these on these picnic tables chatting with them. And Terry David Mulligan was over at another table talking to someone else. I'm like, oh, yeah, there he is right there. Mulligan right as i shake my fist in the air and uh michael mosney had said uh he lived in eastern europe and he was uh looking at whether or not to move to australia or move to canada to continue his winemaking uh 
uh, journey and uh, he had listened to a podcast with Jason Priestley and Terry David Mulligan and it was one of the reasons why uh, that convinced them to pick the Okanagan because uh, their conversation their podcast was so you know so glowing and so uh, so supportive of the Okanagan that he decided to move here instead of Australia and then the next day so that was uh, that sorry the day before that actually was the BC Pinot uh, celebration which was all things Pinot Noir and I had had a, a great time hanging out with Terry David Mulligan through a mutual friend who is uh, Jason Parks, the winemaker for Hatch Wines and for Black Swift and for Crown of Thieves. And he was a mutual friend and we wandered around this uh, Pinot Noir festival, tasting all the great Pinot Noirs that the Okanagan has to offer. So, and then the next day, of course, I see him again at the Garagis North Wine Festival. So it's kind of funny. But anyway, let's uh, let's get back into our conversation with uh, with Lawrence Francis, and uh, we'll hear some more conversation about uh, what's going on with him and interpreting wine. So let's get back into it. What is the future of interpreting wine? What what where are you thinking it's gonna it's gonna go from here? Nice. Nice big question, which is what I love. Um, I think the, I think the really the big thing for me now is actually developing interpreting wine as a as a as a sustainable and viable business. Um, I think it was actually you know quite interesting, um, you know even what you said at the start there, you know doing all the all the episodes in person, that obviously worked really from from episode one to episode 399 um but then march 2020 came (laughs) and i was there sitting it was very interesting you know the the sort of the the numbers and and the 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 round numbers of my podcast you know i do sort of place some significance on where where those cuts kind of happen And, and you know then from 400 400 episode 400 was the first one that i turned remotely you know, and that was that was by necessity because that was March 2020, and we, and you know, COVID, and uh, we were in sort of total lockdown here. Um, and so, you know, it was it was a really interesting time because it was again, it was like a another learning curve for me. It was like, okay, you've done all this uh, work back here, which, which super proud of, and you know, but I wasn't able to to do any more of that in the same way. So it was you know, learning how to make those connections online. Um, but I think the, inter- the really interesting thing to me was that I guess, you know, what I sort of in various ways been, been trying to say really from the start, which is that this is a fantastic channel for all sorts of people in wine, wine fairs, um, regions, producers, importers, restaurants, you know, all these people that are involved in the, in the chain of getting wine out there, educators. Um, it was only really after the pandemic, I think that people kind of, I think they've. I think the value they placed on it really went a lot higher, and that and that was the first time where I was I was sort of you know putting out my you know price for a series, and people were kind of you know as they say picking up what I was putting out there, um, and I think it, again it was it was maybe you know I I, I was kind of maybe a, bit, a little bit ahead of my time in in terms of trying to approach people um, and trying to monetize before. COVID, but I think, you know, people really, they get it now. And, um, 
you know, it's given me it's given me a lot of opportunity to to look at the just really look at the way that the wine industry communicates. And and I, you know, talk about I've got a I've got a brochure that kind of summarizes, you know, really, you know, all of my sort of um thinking on this and 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 puts forward a, you know my product and my offering around that but i i even did just you know some simple things like actually thinking about you know how many hours of contact do you actually get as a producer from a wine fair you know you go along to a wine fair you maybe fly there you maybe have a hotel you know you spend all this money and you know you're only one person one voice <laughs> one mouth um you're only going to reach like eight hours worth of you know worth of talking aren't you i mean you can't you can't talk for more hours than than you have on the on the on the day whereas actually if you if if you actually say kind of the same thing and 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 more and deeper and more interesting you know on a podcast you can actually you know the i mean the the have to sort of think about the the multiples but but you know i i very conservatively say six to 15 times the impact but the truth is it's it's probably closer to 50 to 75 you know i but but i you know i i like to i like to sort of under promise and over deliver <laughs> um but it, but it's it's like hugely more and 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 the, you know the, the 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 kind of evidence is out there you know that the the way people interact with podcasts the quality of of that time you know i i so you know one of the uh, or several of the stats you know 92% of people listen to podcasts alone um 34% of people don't do anything else while they're listening um you know my average on the channel is 61% of people listen to the whole episode um meanwhile around 46% of people switch off a facebook video after just three seconds so you know it's like just let's just take a step back here guys it's like you know the way you've always done it has been has been tastings and has been in person and those are returning and and people still you know almost couldn't wait to get back to them in a lot of instances but i just think that you know right now and you know people are not making the most of the medium that is of the moment which which is uh, which is podcasting for getting that deep connection which is, which is what i think you want from a wine a winery you know to to, to really stand out you know I think well, you, and, you need... and not short of and not short of going there and getting a personal tour or a personal mm. Mm. you know if, if you go to a, a wine fair or something you're not going to get that yeah you're not going to get that connection uh, if you if you're listening or trying to listen and there's 20 other people at the table you're you're catching half of what he's saying uh, unless you're literally going 100 percent yeah right you know and the one thing 100%. I found one thing I found with the with some of the covid in Canada at least some of the wineries there's specific time uh, you, you have to reserve for specific times and stuff you basically have the place yourself mm. it's actually been a, a godsend in one way because a lot of times you basically have sometimes the place yourself where there's very limited amount of people and you really are getting more one-on-one. So it's kind of been a, a blessing in disguise in that sense. But I, com- I completely agree with the podcasting being the way to just, like you said, you're, you're engaged so much more uh, because you're really concentrating on what they're saying. And uh, like you said, they're listening on their own. They're really getting that content. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really, so what I've been, what I've really been doing is, is I would say two things. One is is really trying to understand 
why the very best, what I call the, the top 1% of winemaker guests on interpreting wine, what makes them the 1%? What, what just, as soon as you hit play on their episode, what draws you in? And I've uncovered uh, these six wine stories that all of the top 1% of guests, they all tell these six wine stories. And uh, what I'm really in the process of doing now is putting forward a package, you know, for regions, for producers, um, you know, to, to come on to Interpreting Wine. And, and I'll say, look, I'll actually, I, you know, I know what makes the best um, podcast content possible. So, you know, again, some people are just naturals and you just sort of, you know, point the mic at them and, and it's go. But some people, you know, they're, they're winemakers or, or they're, you know, they're, they're farmers. You know, it's like they need a bit of help sometimes or they need a little bit of structure, a little bit of guidance. And it's being able to say, you know, okay, I've got this pre-work almost. You know, I've got this like pre-work and, and audio course, which isn't going to be, you know, it's not going to take tons and tons of time, but it's going to orientate you to these six stories that I really think people who's deepest into this world, I think you need to be telling for your benefit and for the benefit of the audience as well. So that you make that connection so that they really understand you, that they really, um, you know, you, you trying to lower price sensitivity. They know your story, they connect with you and all, you know, all those things that you're saying. Um, and then putting that into a, into a package and then also saying, okay, you have that pre-training, then we actually record together and it's, you know, edited and it's broadcast out there, but then also like what comes after that as well. And actually looking at, um, you know, specific stages following uh, an, an appearance. And, and, and again, you know, putting, putting the training in place and putting the support in place, that means that people actually, you know, they really amplify it. And it's, again, it's like it's turning that episode, which, you know, just by its own gravity was going to have 50 times the impact of a, of, of a tasting. But with, with their push in the right direction, in the right way, it goes up from 50 to 60 or it goes from 50 to 75 and it's like, okay, let, let's just unpick, let's just make that transition as smooth as possible for people. And so I'm, yeah, I'm really, as I say, you know, super proud of the, of the, um, of the collaborations and, and the partners that I've worked with so far and really I've, you know, as I say, got this, got this, what I think is a, you know, a, a really unique product that's now out there and, and really just getting it out there into, into the hands and, uh, you know, into the, into the minds really of, of producers in, in different parts of the world. So, you know, be that at the moment, you know, the be I'm really focusing on Southern hemisphere because of the time of year, it's obviously, uh, you know, harvest and crush in the, in the Northern hemisphere. So everyone's busy with that and probably don't want to uh, even think about marketing. They just want to think about making wine, which is, where we want them as well, you know, making, making wine. That's, 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 that's what they love doing. But I think the people in the South, you know, in the Southern hemisphere, they've got a little bit of time now, a little bit of headspace to think about, okay, we've got all this wine. Um, we can't travel as we maybe used to, to the market, bringing the market to us. What else is out there? And, you know, say, so I think I've, I've got something that's, that's pretty unique. And, and I think it can really fill a lot of those gaps that COVID has sort of forced upon a lot of regions and producers. Oh yeah, good luck getting anybody in August, September, October. It's it's just like yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see you I'll see you Christmas, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Hey, speaking of which, and this is not to put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. Is there some favorites the, through the through the episodes? Because um, I've got a few in my in my head 
that, uh, and a few we've had similar, we've had similar guests uh, on, um, okay. you know, and it seems to be the, that world where sometimes, like you said, there are some really good uh, personalities or really good guests that everyone seems to want because they're just great. They're great people. They're, they've got great knowledge. They've got great stories. So I definitely, there's some that we've both have, have had on at different times, but is there some standouts for you that, uh, that you're just like, man, that was such a great show. That was so much fun or, or, <laughs> or so informative or, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, I've got to. I've kind like, of. It's like um, picking the favorite child, you know. You gotta, you gotta narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily I've got, I've got four hundred and fifty on. So you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess if you've got four hundred fifty kids, then <laughs> everyone's gonna be jealous. So, so you just, you just pick one. <laughs> um, but I, the, I would say the episode that I keep talking about is, is. And I'll be honest, you know, not necessarily my favorite. It's, it's, you know, my favorites kind of, I think, change all the time. But I think that, you know, episode 385, which is down in uh, or across in, in Oregon, um, in the Willamette Valley with um, the uh, wine, the wife of the winemaker at Big Table Farm, uh, Claire Carver, um, who she tells me her title is, is president as well. So... <laughs> And, you know, she is really, she's really done there in this episode. And, and you know, I'll be honest, you know, with, with, with very little lead in, with, with just a, you know, a relaxed vibe, I would say, that I bring and, and attentiveness, you know, she, she very naturally went into, you know, telling these, these six wine stories that, 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 I, that I mentioned, you know, so, and just to kind of unpick them a little bit, you know, she, so that, so that the, the six really go as, as pairs. Um, and they're, they're around things that you can see and things that you can't see. So number one, story number one is about the people. So it's about her, it's about her husband and, you know, their immediate circle. Uh, story two is about the culture. So it's like, okay, well, what is, what is the type of environment that, that, that she's, she's coming through in? So she absolutely spoke about that. It was, you know, was living in California, um, moved to Oregon where it was sort of you know get more land and the community was you know earlier in its journey because it was a few years ago that transition fascinating stuff story three is then around the land but but kind of really what you see if you go up in a drone or you know you stand on a high hill so it's really you know around the around the geography uh story four is then what's underpinning that so it's then you know we we, we dive right down we drink we bring the drone right down we park it and then we start digging in the ground and then we look at the soil and then, and then the story that the soil tells you, the geology, the forces that have, have, have come and changed over time. And, and, and I'm sure, as you know, that that region has got a fascinating geological history. The fifth story is then um, out in the vineyard. So it's, it's essentially everything up until harvest. So until that that grape is cut. So it's like, okay, what's, what's going on? What are the practices? What, again, you know, sort of what does it look like specifically on different rows, different subplots, you know, really, really take us, taking us into that. And like, what are people doing out there? You know, how are they getting that done? And then the, 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 the sixth story is then post that harvest. And again, it's usually the hidden part of that. You know, you drive past a winery, you can see all of the vines, but you can't see anything really inside of the winery. You don't know what they've got in there. You don't know if they've got tons of 
you know, stainless steel tanks. You don't know if they're using sulfur or they're using whatever, a basket press. You don't know. It's all, it's all tends to be quite hidden. And that's always been one of the parts of the story that I've always felt very privileged to go and see. Because again, on tours, that's not always a, a part that, that people are shown. They're usually, you know, shown the, the fancy tasting room and the, and the bar and, and, and kind of sometimes, or, you know, and the kind of one, one row of vines that they have up by the tasting room. And it's not always, you know, the, the true experience. And I just feel like going through all of those six stories really is the best way to just meet people where they are. If you've got a geology geek listening, they'll, they'll be hooked by story four, you know, the, the soil. If you've got a, a history or, a, you know, a sort of a, a sociology type person, story two, the culture. You know, if you've got a psychologist or just, you know, somebody that just wants to hear uh, the story of the person and, and learn about them, then story one will get them. And it's like, if you tell all of those six together, which you have the time to do on a podcast, to me, that, that is like gold. And Claire, you know, bless her, she absolutely nailed all of those stories. And, and if you haven't listened yet, I would highly encourage you or any of your listeners, head to interpretingwine.com slash 385. And it takes you straight to, to Claire's episode. And, and I, I, I call it um, black hole content <laughs> because, you know, like a black hole out there in space, you know, you, if you go near it, you just get sucked in. You know, you just, you just, you just can't escape at some point. You just, it just drags you in. And it's the same with me in that episode and, and many others like it. It's like you, you hit play. I can't turn off. It's just that good, you know, and it's all on her. It's all on her storytelling on her tonality, on her just being really interesting. But I, I think the most, um, yeah, the, the most sort of enlightening thing for me has just been studying episodes like hers and finding out why is Claire so damn interesting. And, and I think I've got a, an answer for that. Well, and it's funny, that, it's funny you say that because uh, I've had episodes like that where you, you get so drawn in and you're listening mm. and mm. you're like, then they stop. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Oh shit. I got to, I got to, what's my next question or what's my, where are we going from this? Cause you're just drawn in. You're just listening. You're listening and you're just like, Oh yeah. Right. Uh, 100%. Okay. And then you're like looking at my notes. I'm like, Oh yeah. What was I supposed to do next? Right. And, uh, uh, Abe Schoner from, uh, Scolium, Scolium wines. He's a winemaker down in like Lodi yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, um, Bianca Bosker, right. Telling, telling some of her stories. And, and so just, yeah, you get that kind of moment where you're like, you're just listening and you're just, and that's again, going back to why, why we do it and why we like, why we, it's, it's gotta be somebody that interests us and gotta be somebody that um, we want to listen to as a, as a fan. One, yeah, 100%. And yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with, with, um, with, with, with those, with those two people that you've said, but you know, both of, both of whom I've, I've had on the, on the podcast as well. And, yeah, it's just, I mean, again, you know, and, then, and again, just, you know, the other, there are, there are, there are many episodes like that, even, even the whole trip to Oregon itself, you know, that that's probably, well, it is, it is as we stand, that it is my most listened to series. I mean, it was a 20 part series and I did 20 interviews in a week, you know, it was, it was, it was proper sit down, spend an hour, really go deep and 
I came back from that trip and I, I, I basically couldn't sleep for a week afterwards. So, you know, I put, I put it down to, uh, <laughs> I put it down to, to the jet lag, but I, I genuinely feel as though it was just, it was like just the, 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 the sort of level that these guys were at, that, you know, they really, they really surprised me. They were, they're genuinely some of the most articulate, thoughtful winemakers that I've met anywhere in the world. And, 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 and they were, they were all, it felt like they were all pulling in the same direction and, and that they, you know, they really had something kind of quite special going on uh, over there. And, and it was just, you know, my absolute pleasure to, you know, as I always say, it's just, it's a, it's a snapshot in time. You know, we, we were recording in January, 2020, um, you know, no one, no one had ever heard of COVID. It was, it was all sort of on the, on the horizon. And we were able to, as I say, just, you know, record in my you know, preferred way, just sitting down with, with my little mic, you know, my my little Zoom H1, which which you you saw when 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 I interviewed you here in London, and it's just you kind of just forget about it. But it, you know, just having that that little mic there and the glasses and and just making a connection with another person who starts as a stranger and and finishes as a friend, and you know, it might it might sound a bit cliche, but it but it's true. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, that that's that's wine's real superpower. Yeah, well, I think I, is to just bring people together. I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, everyone I've everyone I've talked to, I consider to be friends now, and uh, I still keep in contact with so many through Instagram and uh, you know chatting, you know, sending messages, and uh, you get you get that great connection yeah. through wine. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thanks, Lawrence. I really do appreciate it. It's it's been too long. We'll, next time we're next time we're out your way, we'll uh, we'll pop into London and say hi. Yeah, please do. Please do. I say, yeah, I hope it's, hope it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. Always a pleasure to yeah catch up and, and yeah, see, see what you're doing as well. And uh, yeah, just keep, keep getting the word out there and keep the momentum going. It's uh yeah, it's, a, I think it's a, it's a great time to, to, to be a, a podcaster in, in wine and, and in any subject, but yeah, of course we're, we're, we're both, we're both into the wine. So uh, yeah, great time to be a wine podcaster. <laughs> I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests. Friendsofthevine.podbean.com Take care. Have a glass for me.